Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, this book is not good for you. The Secret Series by... Book number... 13. No, book number 3, chapter 3. Oh, it's book 3, chapter 3. Chapter 3, Clown Cam... Clown Camp, page 39. Don't worry, masseuse, we can take great care of the campers here. Tightrope walking is today, right, Mickey? Marie, don't joke. You know it's too dangerous for kitties. Today we're practicing practicing, uh, squeezing into a Volkswagen. Or is it balloon tying? Yeah, it's balloon tying 101. Always the first course of for us zannies. Clutching, the tight, clutching tight to her steering wheel, Cass's mother looked doubtably at the two clowns grinning down at her from outside of the car window. As with any self-respecting comic duo the clown one clown mickey was the tall and skinny one and the other maury was the short squat and squat but they were eagerly unkempt looking it was difficult to tell which it was difficult to tell whether the color on their face was clown makeup or leftover hot dog mickey and cass under mickey had cass under his arm and maury had max Ernest under his not a very reassuring sight for a mother um okay mel are you satisfied said cass Lately, Cass had taken to her mother, taken to calling her mother by her first name rather than calling her mom, or what, or whatever her mother would have preferred. Mommy. Her mother sighed, all right, but don't forget to meet here at two o'clock. We have class this afternoon, remember? As soon as Cass's mother drove away, Cass and Max Ernest disentangled themselves from the clowns. Mickey shook his wig in amazement. Clown camp, who'd have thunk? I wonder if there's money in it. Hey, you guys... You better get her get going. Don't want to be late for your balloon tying, Maury said with a wink. It was it was the first time that Turkish society had met since Pietro decided that they must leave their longtime home, the Magic Museum. Having the midnight sun break in once was enough, and she and Max Ernest weren't certain exactly where to go. Max Ernest gestured to the far end of the dirt of the dirt parking lot where the big striped circus tent had flapped in the wind. A smaller, more dilapidated tent stood next to it. They looked as if they might collapse. It might collapse at any moment. Furthest from the top, furthest one from the big top, the sideshow tent. Thanks, said Cass. She lowered her voice. Keep your eyes open, okay, for anybody wearing gloves. Don't worry, said Maury. No rotten old chemist is going to get past this clown. Smiling mischievously, Maury pulled a gun out of his baggy plaid pants and pointed it at an imaginary an assailant and a red flag popped out of the barrel bang inside of the show tent a row of old-fashioned folding chairs sat on the dirt in front of a small stage that slanted steeply down on one side and was and a missing board was on the other for most of that morning the tall boy with floppy hair had been standing on top of the stage taking a violin lesson a long and hard violin lesson. He had been playing so long that his fingers were starting to bleed. It felt like that anyways. At last, his fingers were, at least his fingers were red. Raw, 
definitely raw. The worst part is that he'd only been allowed to play scales for three months, even though he was an advanced student. Yo-Yoji couldn't help feeling that he was being punished. His teacher, Lily, or Master Wee, as she insisted he call her, was angry that he quit playing violin the year before in her in favor of electric guitar, and now she was making making him make up for lost time. You can run away from your talent, but the talent can't run away from you. Master Wee was the toughest woman that he'd ever met, also possibly the most beautiful, but that was besides the point. You'd probably be killed if you ever mentioned it. Apart from being a violin teacher, she was also the Turkish Society's head of physical defense and martial arts expert. Yeah. It was partially for the reason that Yo-Yoji kept practicing the violin. Yo-Yoji's main main interest insists of rock music and video games and collecting rare, brightly colored sneakers. (laughs) But ever since spending a year in Japan, he'd become more and more fascinated with Japanese history, especially the history of samurai. He had memorized the Samurai's Bushido, the Way of the Warrior, code, and spent much of his free time watching old samurai videos. Master Wee was Chinese and specialized in Judo and Kung Fu, but she was also a very well-versed Japanese in most Japanese martial arts, including Kinjutsu and traditional form of Japanese sword fighting practiced by the Samurai. He hoped that one day she would make him her Kintsuju Apprentice. What'd you say? Oh, that's so cute. I can't wait to see it in a minute. It looked like he would be waiting a long time. Violin or kinsudu. Kin. Wait. Kinjutsu. Kinjutsu? Kinjutsu? The philosophy is the, is the same. She would say, whenever he asks about it, any father always says, I know, practice makes permanent. Yo-Yoji would finish her sentence. You think you are too advanced for scales there is no such thing she would respond as my father always said i know go forward you must go backwards today though was different they'd been they'd been quitting their lesson early after three hours rather than the usual four so that they could attend the meeting the message from Cass had filled Yoyoji with excitement. At last, they had found the Midnight Sun. The Turkish Society was back in business. And maybe, just maybe, Master Wee would let them stop practicing the violin and would teach him the skill he needed to face the Midnight Sun in combat. But he was worried about seeing Cass again. They had barely spoken all summer. Before that, they'd barely been on speaking terms. Ever since Cass learned that Yoyoji had been hiding his membership from the Turkish Society from her and Max Ernest... When, she was gonna, when was she going to forgive him? Knowing that he was going to see Cass, Yoyoji had put on his lucky sneakers that morning, the neon yellow vintage ones that he bought in Japan. They were a little bit too big for him then, and now too small, but they were the coolest shoes he ever owned, very rare and collectible. Usually, he wore them, he wore them when he was playing his rock band, Alien Earache, or when he was taking a test. Now that Cass would notice his, sh- not that Cass would notice his shoes anyway, she was always concerned more about more serious things like tornadoes and floods and toxic sludge. When Cass and Max Ernest, and carrying armloads of books, Yo Yoji decided to play it as though nothing were wrong. Yo, dudes, what's up? He waved his violin bow in their direction. Cass and Max Ernest both took involuntarily steps backwards. Yo-Yoji laughed. Relax, there's no sword in this bow. It's just a normal violin. Like Master Wee would even let me use hers. 
That's right, and you're not done practicing. You have three minutes to go, said Lily, crossing crossing from the other side of the room to greet the newcomers. As for you two, she pulled out a long needle-like sword from her violin bow and pointed it at Cass and Max Ernest, who both tried unsuccessfully not to jump. You two are next. We have work to do on your reflexes. Jumping in fright is not a good defense posture. She smiled to show that she was playing with them. Hey, Lily, said Cass, and she smiled back by sneaking a peek at, at the reluctant violin student. The first thing Cass noticed, he was wearing yellow shoes, his, her favorite ones, although she would never think of mentioning it. Where's everybody else, she asked, turning away from Yoyoji before he could see what she was looking at. Oh, they'll be here any minute. Pietro's back in the archives with Dr. Wallace. Lily, Lily nodded towards the opening in the tent. Through the opening, Cass and Max Ernest could just make the refrigerated trailer, could make out the refrigerated trailer where the Turkish Society archives would be hidden now. It was marked cat food in faded letters, and they had huge sides of meat that fed the big cats on the back when the circus was home to a tent full of hula-hooping lions. A man at hula-hoop-jumping lions. A man in an airplane pilot's uniform stepped out of the trailer and headed into the tent. Who's that? whispered Cass, concerned. Strangers were unwelcome at the Turkish Society meetings, to say the least. Oh, a visitor, Lily said lightly. He's Swiss, I think. Guten Tag, Frolin Cass, said the mysterious pilot. Um, Gluten Tag? That means good day in German, said Max Ernest, hopefully. Helpfully. You don't speak German, said Cass. Yeah, but I memorize how to say hello in a hundred different languages. Very wise indeed, said the stranger, removing his hat. Now Cass recognized him. Owen? Formerly struggling actor, waiter, Owen was a master of his disguise and frequently using his talents in the service of the Turkish society. I didn't know you were a pilot, said Max Ernest, impressed. Owen laughed. I'm not really, but I am about to fly to Switzerland. So, did you learn to say hello in Italian, Pietro? The old... Italian magician had entered the tent. He smiled at Cass and Max Ernest. How about buongiorno for all of your for your old friend, or do you prefer ciao? Buongiorno, Cass and Max Ernest repeated, thrilled to see their pink-cheeked gray mustache and almost always cheerful-looking leader. He was followed closely by the tall, gaunt, and almost always pained-looking Mr. Wallace. The young Turkish member waved half-heartedly at Mr. Wallace. He responded with a dry, raspy cough. Pietro frowned, touching his wildly bushy mustache. I think that there may be a mustache hair out of place. It's annoying me, and I think it's tickling my nose. Max Ernest, can you please pull it? Max Ernest stared in surprise. You want me to pull your mustache hair? Yes, if you please. Pietro thrusted his nose, offering his mustache. Uh, okay, Max Ernest said uneasily. Embarrassed, he reached for it and plucked out the unruly hair. Pietro, what does it say? Pietro reeled backwards. Ow, not that one, this one. He pointed to the other hair, curling jauntily upwards towards his nostril. And be careful. Oh, sorry, said Max Ernest. Carefully tugged the offending tendril and pulled out one small gray hair. Mouse. It detangled his it detangled by its tail, clawing at the air. Okay, this is weird. It just jumped to something else. Eek, said Max Ernest, dropping the mouse, and it scurried across the floor. 
Pietro grinned. It's my new trick. I call it the mouse dash. Do you like it? Max Ernest goffled loudly. I think it's great. Nobody else said anything. Cass and Yojoji glanced at each other. Yojoji raised his eyebrows slightly, as if to say, Can you believe them? Cass rolled her eyes as if to say, I know they're always like this. And then they smiled. Maybe it was time to forgive him, she thought. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe.